we might be a few months away from that fantasy hockey draft of yours, but it's never too early to take a look at some players that you might want to be wary of drafting next season. And of course, all of the game four previews and predictions and bets that you need coming into Tuesday night's action. Let's get right into the latest episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning back into your source for fantasy hockey news and daily degenerate gambling breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Tuesday edition. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. It's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, here holding you down for another solo episode of the show. You've seen my work and name across such platforms as The Score, Hockey Night in Canada, Narcity Media, and others. And thank you for making us this source for fantasy news. Like I said off the top, I'm excited to be here for another solo episode. And on today's episode, I got to get to some of these daily news segments that make the bread and butter of this time of year. Game four between Hurricanes and Devils, Stars and Kraken. I got tee-ups and previews for game four. This is pivotal for all sides still Riding for Stanley, the Stanley Cup. I got Tuesday bets. And off the top of the show, I want to talk about some players, fantasy-wise, that with poor performances so far this postseason, you're going to need to be wary of where you draft them or if you draft them at all going into next season. And I know we're not even done the second round, but it's never too early to look ahead and get serious about your fantasy squad. And the players that I'm going to talk about right off the jump, before I do get to bets, before I get to the Game 4 previews, no, I'm not going to talk about the Leafs because I'm keeping today's episode positive, people. And as much as you know I want to go down that rabbit hole, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a mess, and they are not performing, but we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. You're here to listen to some good fantasy and hockey takes, not the sad ones. So there's just some of the, uh, in yesterday's episode, I talked about a lot of players that have really impressed me over the course of the postseason. Evan Bouchard, Wyatt Johnson, Matt Nyes, others, guys that you might be able to really like capitalize on going into next season's fantasy draft. And that's what all good fantasy GMs are looking to do is get a leg up on your competition by able, by being able to capitalize on some really good players that are about to go off. So I'm looking at it with the opposite angle today. Guys that you might want to be wary of going into next season because of what we've seen from them in the postseason. A lot of these guys are veterans, and so maybe it makes sense. And I'm going to get to my list right now. But other guys even that are just coming off good seasons and you've never really seen a full performance. Martin Nakash, that's what I'm hinting at. Guys like that, you also have to be wary. Are they going to be able to repeat what they've done now for the first time in their career, stepping out as real bona fide fantasy pieces. Even Bo Horvat, who I'm going to talk about in a second, kind of fall into that category. Can he repeat what he's done this past season, especially after what we've seen? Both of them gone pretty quiet this postseason. That's what I'm going to get to right off the jump because 
I have been at fault for not being prepared enough for fantasy drafts. So if you're already out of yours, you're still watching hockey, your team's already out of it, why not buckle down now, put your head in the lab, tune into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Network, your team every single day, by the way, and get serious about your team right now. So to me, right now, Marc-Andre Fleury. If you're a Marc-Andre Fleury owner, which if you're a listener of this show, you know that I am. It's time to get away from this guy. And I think last season's performance, we knew that anyway. This isn't a bold take. But his performance in the postseason and couple that with how good Philip Gustafson is and his good performance, you know that now is obviously Philip Gustafson's crease. And unfortunately, I kind of hung on to Flower over the past season. And, you know, he was still in the mix in the regular season, getting some fantasy points. This season, you know, kind of showing his age a little bit. Uh, let me see here. 285 goals against, 908 save percentage, 24, 16, and 4. Not too bad, but I think if you look closer, and, you know, Steele would be here to back me up on this if you were watching Minnesota Wild Hockey games more closely. He was just starting to struggle a little bit, and I this is not time to knock on one of the greatest goalies of this generation, and that's just a fact. Say what you will about the good cup teams he was a part of. He's a three-time cup winner, and he has a Vesna as well. So you got to throw some respect on this guy's name. But it's time to fade him in terms of fantasy value. And his playoff performance, you know, kind of solidified that for me. And that's the theme of the players that I'm talking about, talking about guys that their playoff performance is ready to make me decrease their fantasy value. 8-11 save percentage for Flower this postseason. You know, he only really got the run out in the, the one game, but still, you know, he just, when he did get those looks this postseason, just so not good. 548 goals against. Yes, the Wild didn't do anything in front of him, and the Wild were disappointing. Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, we talked about the offensive struggles of the Minnesota Wild. Could that have helped them? Maybe. Marc-Andre Fleury, the performance I saw from him, and I don't need to get back into this because people, I can already hear them in the chat, can already hear you guys on the comments, which we love. By the way, you feeling these solo episodes or not, I love the feedback. Please hit us on Spotify or Apple with that five-star review. Got lots more content coming up over the next number of weeks heading into the stretch run of the playoffs. But we're looking at these players that with poor, poor postseason performances, I'll get there, it's time to maybe consider where you draft them next season or if you even draft them at all. With Marc-Andre Fleury, I would be very, very wary about the format you're drafting him in. Let's move on to another player that, hey, could the series gone a little bit differently if the New York Islanders got a little bit more offense out of Bo Horvat? I'm not here to hang the series loss of an entire team on one guy. But this is a team that we know went out and got their guy because the offense just wasn't there. Now there's all these rumors coming out of Elliot Friedman and other pieces. Josh Bailey's going to be on his way out in New York, a longtime Islander. And as much as you might not like Josh Bailey, and he's not the sexiest fantasy piece, this just is going to be more pressure on Josh Bailey, but or on Bo Horvat potentially to be that guy. And he moves from Vancouver to New York, and yes, we were all kinds of takes on his overall fantasy value. One goal, one assist this postseason for me is just not good enough. And overall, we know this Islander team can go stretches of really struggling to score. So this is where I think this guy fits the mold so much for playoff performances, hurting next season's fantasy value, which is all what I'm talking about right now. 
that performance coupled with what the Islanders, we know they do looking at his numbers, 38 goals, 32 assists, 70 points during the regular season, very sexy numbers, but you have to be careful with how much those numbers were obviously inflated by his time with Vancouver. And what does that mean now after struggling with this New York system in the postseason? Hey, be careful with where you take Bo Horvat. This is the main message and the takeaway for these players. Is it his, his fault that the New York Islanders have a poor supporting cast and a very stingy defensive-minded first team? Absolutely not. But now the pressure is on him potentially more. He moves out of a pressure cooker situation being the captain with the Vancouver Canucks, a team that is obviously in flux and having its own issues, both on and off the ice. And he moves into a team that, yes, is more defensively tight, of course. Really good. Aside from when you're talking about Thatcher Demko, I don't want to hang anything on him either. So anyway, I'm going to spit this out. Bo Horvat, be very careful with where you draft him next season. Aside from his postseason performance, just the system in New York next season, it's going to be tough. I got two other guys that I'm going to talk about. I'm getting a little long in the tooth on the first segment here. Holy guys and gals. Thank you for listening. I'm going to get to my next two players that you're going to need to be careful with next season. I'm going to get to Hurricanes, Devils, Game 4, Stars Kraken, Game 4. My goodness, lots to talk about. Wish Steele was here with me. He'll be back tomorrow for Wednesday's episode. Thank you for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. You know we're a part of that Locked On Network, and today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all, where they streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With match over with instant match on Indeed, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment any they sponsor a job. According to Indeed data in the U.S., Indeed does all the hard work for you and shows you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your, your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Indeed's hiring platform matches you with the quality candidates that you're looking for instantly. Start now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on, of course. A good a offer good for a limited time. Claim a $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in for the Tuesday episode of your source for fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Here with your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, for another solo show. And thank you for making us your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on Wednesday's episode. Steel should be back. We're going to be talking about the Maple Leafs. I've been putting it off. And you guys are probably thankful that I've been putting it off because... It's just a little bit of a mess. And I shouldn't say a little bit because there's no little about it. Not going there. Today's episode's positive, everybody. And I'm going to keep it moving on to two more players that I think with what I've seen from this postseason, you have to be careful of where you draft them. And look, again, like I didn't want to throw any disrespect on the Hall of Fame name of Marc-Andre Fleury or a good season, actually a career season from Bohorovat with 70 points. Patrice Bergeron as well is another player that, look, he was sick. I'm not going to fault a guy for being sick in the postseason. No, 
Definitely not. He still had a very effective season, both fantasy and, of course, on the ice for this Boston Bruins club. The captain, a guy who is a definite, also a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, Patrice Bergeron, five-time Selkie, a cup winner, a Clancy winner. This guy is just also one of those classy, like, all around when you draw up a prototypical centerman that you want on your team, it's Patrice Bergeron. So after I give this guy his flowers... I also got to point out the fact that the toll of all of the success of the Boston Bruins, and again, it's it's like giving him his flowers in almost a negative way. This is a guy you have to be careful for. He's going to be turning 38 years old this summer. He is heading into a season now that the Boston Bruins, look, I have said it and been wrong multiple times about the Boston Bruins falling off, and I don't think they're going to fall off. But it's just now entering a tough stretch. This team needs to kind of change the guard a little bit, in my opinion, especially up front with these pieces. David Krejci's future is up in the air. So is Bergeron's. He just also wasn't good in his three postseason, uh, minus six. Uh, you know, he he had so many. He had 200, plus 240 shots this season. You know, he only throws, like, how many shots did he have here in these three games? Shots on goal, like he he I, he has twelve shots on goal. To me, he has to shoot the puck more. He has to play better. Maybe the sickness obviously affects him. End of the day, it's not a bold take. Be careful of where you're drafting Patrice Bergeron next season. A lot of question marks up front for the Boston. Bru Tyler Bertuzzi needs to come back. He's going to start to eat more minutes. He was amazing in the postseason. So there might be a little bit of a changing of the guard here in Boston. He also came out and said that he's unsure about his future. So I'm not trying to throw a false narrative in the mix. Be careful of where you draft Patrice Bergeron, his postseason performance, along with Fleury and Horvat, and the next guy I'm going to talk about, have hurt their fantasy value for next season. So keep an eye out for them. Carolina Hurricanes, which I'm going to talk about in a second. They still are up 2-1 in this series. They still, in my opinion, are the favorites in this series. But we talked at length over the last number of weeks, even months, about this team is built so nicely back to front, aside from their depth offensively up front. Can they have a good performance from the Kotkaniemi's of the world, those secondary performances? You know, they've, they've been dealing with injuries, obviously, up front, Svechnikov, uh, Max Pacioretty, and of course, more recently, um, you know, the last names alluded, uh, Tara Vinen as well. There you go, spitting it out. I swear I need steel. But by the way, miss you, steel. Come back soon, pal. Martin Nakash needs to be better for me. I, I just think after the season he had, this is another time where you look at a guy with 71 points scored the season before when you're on your draft night and go, I'm going to take this guy, you know, maybe even this fifth or sixth round. And I would just say, be careful. Yeah, he's a 12th overall draft pick. Yes, he just had his come out career at only 24. He's still, he's hitting his prime. So maybe I'm off with this one. This was the guy at the end of my list. But I just think from what I've seen from him in the postseason, after what he, you know, his first big season in the NHL, let me just check what his previous career high was. 41 points. Again, young player. But just be careful of where you're drafting this guy next season because, Two goals and two assists, a minus five. 17 minutes a night is also kind of indicative for me. If a guy like Rod Brindamore, who obviously knows his hockey and knows a lot more what he's talking about than me, 
Is only throwing this guy out there at 17 minutes a night when you do have those holes in your lineup because of injuries is saying a lot to me about not only his confidence in this player, who, let me just look at his time on ice for the season because maybe that might be a lot different. Almost 19 minutes a night, so he's obviously getting less time in the postseason to me. You know I like that time on ice as an indication of what a player is doing overall. I just be again a very careful of where you're taking Martin Nekash because Nekash 71 points is a sexy number, just like Bo Horvat 70 is a sexy number. But capitalizing on the draft and taking guys where their value fits is obviously key. Let me just slide very quickly into before I get to the bets, I'll start with game four between the Hurricanes and Devils. The ability of a team to back to respond in the postseason is perhaps the best sign and indication of a team that is ready to win the Stanley Cup. The Toronto Maple Leafs, speaking of which, are showing their inability to do so. And maybe that 3-0 hole to Florida is more indicative of where this team is headed than ever. Because you have to punch back. Oilers, punch back. Kraken, punch back. Hurricanes even did it in Game 2 and 3. Sorry, Game 2. You know what I'm getting at. They need to punch back. Let's see if that defense first mentality, which for me is the key and Frederick Anderson to have a better game, that eight piece from the Devils, their confidence is growing. Be careful if that, if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan, be very careful of a team so young going on a heater. They bring in Luke Hughes, even more young energy. They obviously have his brother in Jack Hughes. How much, you know, how much I love that player, but there's some cool dynamics now about this team. The goaltending is a situation. The goaltending is a bit concerning. Two young guys as well, inexperienced. But maybe they're a darling team. So I would say that was my main takeaway and my main tee-up for Game 4 is the ability for the Carolina Hurricanes to, now it's their chance to respond. I was fumbling that. They were dominant in Games 1 and 2, and they got 8 in the mouth in Game 3. Can they respond? Can they show that true quality of a Stanley Cup-ready team to bounce back? Defense has to be better. Eight goals is so not what the Carolina Hurricanes do and how they succeed. I'm going to get to my game four tee up for the Dallas Stars and Seattle Kraken in a hot minute right after this. But also, I got big time bets for Tuesday night. I'm getting ready for a big, big night, everybody. I hope you're riding with me. Thank you for riding with the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast every single day. Monday through Friday, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, all across YouTube and everywhere you find your hottest content. And thank you for making us your first listen. Hopefully, this season, we helped you make a little bit of money, both in the bets and in the fantasy realm. Speaking of which, I got three bets for Tuesday night. I'm really feeling both of these games. Man, this has been a good postseason. And... I think uh, we could talk all day about the changing of the guard. No Sidney Crosby, no Alexander Ovechkin in this postseason. These teams that are in the postseason now are making a name for themselves, and they deserve it. And I think that for NHL fans and for the game of hockey is just so good to see markets like Seattle, Carolina, Dallas. Yes, of course, the you know Dallas, Carolina, New Jersey, they've been there. These are all aside from maybe New Jersey, non-traditional markets. And it's just so awesome for the game of hockey to continue to hopefully grow and change and develop and adapt and 
just bring more of this awesome game of hockey to more people across this continent and the globe. Okay, there's my little flip TED Talk for the night. Let's get down to business. Stars, speaking of responses, Miro Heiskanen injury. I think it was the puck he took, shot on net. Heiskanen, uh, uh, his availability is still up in the air for Tuesday night. That's obviously huge. Got to be right at the top of your takeaways and notes if you're trying to bet on this game. But I still like the Stars to respond, and I think the Kraken are playing with house money, and that's a dangerous thing at this time of year. The Kraken, you're getting plus 115 right now. And I said, teams ready, showing signs of being ready for a Stanley Cup run. Scoring with a balanced attack that the Seattle Kraken are starting to do. That is one of them. And of course, you can draw so many parallels to the Las Vegas Golden Knights a number of years ago, number of years ago, right after their expansion entry into the league, going on that heater all the way to the cup. Yeah, you can draw those those parallels, but this team is so good top to bottom. Philip Grubauer is putting it all together for them. We talked a lot about that. Yanni Gore, Justin Schultz, Tolvanen was added. Wenberg was casted off. Alex Dunn, uh, Vince Dunn still getting it done. Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Eberle. Credit due to the Seattle Kraken. I think you're going to see a big bounce back performance from Jake Ottinger, though. Going to get to my bets in this, you know, in a hot second here. This Stars Kraken series, very lastly, has all the makings of a seven-game series. Uh, that was my last takeaway. And I think, again, just more down the same vein of how awesome the postseason action has been. You're going to see a lot more awesome action from both of these teams. Throw in, go in blow for blow, toe to toe. Tuesday night bets. Let me break them off all very quickly before I get to my lock of the night, which I just teed up very nicely with that Stars preamble. Hope you guys are feeling it. Make sure you smash that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. We really, really appreciate it. Carolina on the money line. This is their chance to respond. I was talking a little bit about that earlier. Frederick Anderson is a guy who's been through, he's been through the meat grinder in Toronto. We know that he can bounce back. The Carolina Hurricanes are one of the best defensive teams in the NHL, and this is where they're going to prove it. Give me the Carolina Hurricanes on the money line. And I just think also after the performance that we saw from the New Jersey Devils, Look, I'm not trying to take a single thing away from when you score eight goals in the playoffs. Four points from Jack Hughes. Mm -mm, not for a second. But that's so not the Carolina Hurricanes. I think you're going to see a big response. Rob Brindamore is one of my favorite coaches in the NHL, and I think he's just such that smart guy. He's going to have this team fired up and ready to go. They're going to take the series lead back to Carolina, 3-1, and then finish it in game five. Holy, I got to count those out. That's my first bet. And right in that same idea, Sebastian Ajo, five goals, five assists this postseason. Uh, let me see here. 21 shots on net, in my opinion, needs to shoot the puck a lot more. Such a special player. He has topped out at 12 points in his playoff career, but his playoff career has been solid. 57 games, 56 points, 23 goals. And I'm really liking an Ajo anytime goal here. He had one in game three. I think he's going to get one in game four. You get a plus 160 odd for the Ajo anytime goal, by the by. Also, Carolina on the money line, plus 130. I forgot to mention that. Plus 130 for Ajo. I'm absolutely loving that. And I think you should be jumping all over it as well. I'm just trying to bring up the splits here. 
for Sebastian Ajo because I think over his career as well against the New Jersey Devils, he's had pretty good numbers. 13 points in 21 regular season games. Anyway, Sebastian Ajo, that's my second bet. Anytime goal plus 160. And my lock of the night, the Dallas Stars. I just, I, I'm not buying into the Kraken as much as everyone else is. Steele would be here to rebut me on that one. Here's why. Jake Ottinger is one of my favorite goalies in the NHL. He doesn't rarely have bad back, back-to-back bad performances. Scott Wedgwood had to finish the game, which, you know, after allowing the goals that he did, I think is fair. I think you're going to see a big response. Miro Heiskanen is going to hurt this team for sure. That's That's a caveat, but I also, at minus 138, I thought it was going to be a way bigger number for this odd for the Dallas Stars at home. So the fact that it is minus 138, I'm really liking that odd. I'm going to ride with the Dallas Stars for, again, Carolina, respond time. Stars, respond time. I think they're both going to do it. Give me the Stars on the money line. That's my lock of the night. That was the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in Monday through Friday. Check us out across all platforms. You find your favorite and hottest content. We will see you back here same time, 7 a.m. Eastern in the morning tomorrow for Wednesday's episode. Good luck with all your bets out there, and we'll see you tomorrow.